This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? Here we are at Adepticon, both myself and my loyal and trusty sidekick, Francis. Sidekick? What is that? That's not correct at all. You're right. He has not yet been promoted to sidekick. No. He is still toady status, but... <laughs> We are very excited to be here at Adepticon, a wonderful event. If you ever have a chance to go, please do. Uh, great guys run it, dedicated to the hobby, and I think they're on year 16 or 15. I think it's 16. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Like, I've been going for eight years, and it's like, I cannot believe that that was the halfway point of where we're at now. Yeah. But uh, good for them. And uh, more importantly, though, we're here, sitting here with some very, very special guests. We're extremely excited to be talking to them about all kinds of 40K and Age of Sigmar and other types of gaming goodies, and I will let them introduce themselves because they will do a much better job of it than I possibly could. Uh, go ahead, guys, and let them know who we are speaking with. Uh, hi, everyone. I, I, my name's Jez Bickham. I'm the creative writing manager for the book and box game studio, uh, Games Workshop. Uh, I'm Robin Crudus. I'm the lead rules writer um, for book and box uh, games at Games Workshop. And I'm Ben Johnson. I'm product developer for Warhammer Age of Sigma. So, you know... I was hoping Ben would just be like, and I'm Ben. So we're hanging out with some pretty interesting people. For those of you who follow our podcasts, you will be very interested. Uh, and we're going to have a, a really fun interview talking about some of what is currently um, in development. And uh, by the time you're listening to this, coming out or on the verge of coming out, and uh, some pretty cool stuff. So we decided we were going to open up with the Caradron. Caradron. of Vray Lords yeah. is the, the correct pronunciation. No, go, go ahead and let us know because everyone's the, debating how yeah. you say it. It's the Caradron Overlords. So the... Scott uh, from our Age of Sigmar podcast, Ninth Rome, I told you so. <laughs> well, it's, I, oh, oh. mood lighting. <laughs> so it just went completely dark and. Uh, I'm now expecting GW uh, Imperial Assassins to yeah. jump out. <laughs> they, they named it. <laughs> they uh, the name. and, uh, and, and, and eliminate us before we can spill the beans. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, close call. Uh, Imperial Assassin agents almost came and took us out for mispronouncing. No, I was waiting for I was waiting for Jess. Caradron Overlords. Caradron Overlords. Uh, the lights are going crazy. This is actually making it a little bit more exciting than yeah. a normal interview. Um, but yeah, that's a, the cause quite a stir online. Uh, I'm very excited for this faction. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about it? Um, what, uh, what, what kind of the aesthetic, the design aesthetic, and the rules that we can expect from them? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so Caradron Overlords. So they're a uh, very democratical society. They, uh, the Dwarden, their order. Uh, they escaped... Uh, the Age of Chaos by uh, essentially harnessing uh, a, a thing called ether gold. Uh, it's a very, very dangerous substance, almost plutonium-like, and that powers a lot of their, a lot of their technology. Uh, it's, it's magical, it's magical, uh, but the Caradron don't really see it as magic. They see it as technology and science. Um, so they were able to harness that and and escape uh, into the clouds during the Age of Chaos. Oh. And the way that they have essentially survived is through trade. 
uh, and through uh, hiring themselves out as, as fighters and mercenaries. Uh, also, uh, quite interestingly, controlling uh, routes around the realm, so uh, secret hidden realm gates and that kind of thing, giving people safe passage is where they, where they get a lot of their, their money and their wealth from. Um, and that's what they're all about, is money and wealth. Very, very Duarden. Um, it's all about getting more of that. Uh, <laughs> They have a family structure, like most Wadding do, but it's not blood family, it's, it's their crew. So, uh, providing that they're all you know, doing their best uh, and, and uh, bringing more wealth into the ship uh, for either, either the captain or the crew, and they're all treated as family, rather than being fathers and brothers and etc., etc. So it's more of like a pirate crew, kind of, than uh, the typical... really trying to not use the word pirate. <laughs> really trying to not use the word so, pirate. Uh, but yes, it, very much so, yeah. yeah. Very much so. Sky Pirates is not on the, the, yeah. the docket? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got yeah. it. They care about each other. So, uh, 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 merciless uh, flying boat dwarves, not of a clan structure. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, inspiration drawn, I think, from, like, I was taught Time Bandits immediately jumped to my mind. Uh, like Final Fantasy, if you ever played any of those games, really that kind of struck a chord with the airships and such, and um, kind of really steampunky feel. I think it like really, really cool. So, are, are they? Uh, do they cooperate with the like Steamforged Warden or the Steam Head Warden and the Fire Slayers? Or the so they're a, they're, a, they're an order faction. Um, so they co- cooperate with all of those people, but more than anything, they cooperate with anyone that can pay them. So yeah. I mean, like mm. rules-wise, totally get you. But like from the from like a, a background or lore perspective, do they are they friendly with or opposed to, or are they just kind of ambivalent towards the other dwarves? Um, if there's money in it, they're friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair if, enough. Uh, but then, but also, <laughs> if there's money in it, they're not friendly. Yeah. Oh, fair enough, because like they're not like especially friendly towards other dwarves. No. They just don't. No. Okay, cool. Sorry, it's all about business with them. It's all about business. And the way that they and the way they conduct their business is through the code, the carriage run code. Uh, so there's there's lots of rules and guidelines and restrictions of how they do business, how they operate, uh, and they stick to that. Come what may. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, big, I mean, it's a big long thing, uh, the code. And um, what's uh, really exciting is what we've established in the book and and delved right down into and explored is that um, all the uh, Caradron overlords come from <coughs> different skyports, uh, and we've. Uh, from a background perspective, really explored those. Okay, how many are there in the book? There's six in the book. Six. Books. So we've really detailed six in the book, uh, and uh, from a background perspective, also from a rules <coughs> perspective, and how they kind of operate and where their character comes from is they all interpret bits of the code differently, oh, and okay. each of the sky ports kind of takes um, it's a, a clause, is it, yep. from the code, and a, and and a footnote, footnote and an amendment. amendment. Yeah, so you can you can <laughs> think of it as sort of like you know any kind of like you know law thing that you've ever got and then there's, yeah. a, there's an amendment yeah. and an addendum yeah. and, a, and all those things there and actually again it, as you go you read just like this kind of like very legal type document and you can interpret it two or three different ways yeah. Oh, yeah. And over How the course of that you know yeah. however many hundreds of years those different skyports have just kind of like gone now you know this, this is the most important <laughs> no no actually we think this part is more important and so they start yeah. to kind of like ever so slightly kind of like diverge yeah. and kind of go off and, and has a real different kind of feel to it so are you guys trying to tell me that you can interpret a written rule in more than one way? <laughs> I don't believe it. We all no, know that's that. definitely not what we're saying. <laughs> no, 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 that's not no. True. We all know there's only one way yeah. to read any rule. Absolutely. Ask anybody Absolutely. online. Anybody knows that, right? Yeah. It's, ob- it's plain <laughs> common knowledge. Sure. Right. And I don't think that's ever caused any problems ever in the history of Never. Ever. And if you don't read it the it's, way I do, you're yeah. clearly wrong. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until you agree with me. No, I'm just kidding, of course. But uh, yeah, that, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I want to make a, a, a orange-haired chaos dictator that will build a wall 
<laughs> and he will hate them because they'll fly right over his yeah, wall. Yeah. yeah, they can go quite high. I know you guys can't really comment any further. I think further. the official line there is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no comment. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> well, we, we can because we're... They're know, very mercantile, so they certainly wouldn't pay for it. No, Fair enough. no definitely not. They uh, have a strong relationship with this dictator of which I'm describing. Anyway, yes. uh, anything else uh, about the rules? Because uh, well, I've well, heard well, that they're quite good. I haven't had a chance yeah. to see it. So, from a rules point of view, what they, what they introduce, uh, which is the first phase of Sigma, is transports. transports. Uh, yeah. So all those big boats, so the, the, the big iron oh, cool. crab that you've seen, and the, the Arcanaut frigate, uh, they've both got troop transport yeah, capabilities. First time in Sigma. Um, so you can embark and disembark uh, via that. The sky riggers, the guys with the little um, uh, balloons on their back, they can essentially just hook on and tag a lot. Tag Very along. cool. Um, not actually balloons. <coughs> they're not actually balloons. <laughs> for the purposes of this interview. Yeah. Fair, yeah, because yeah, I did, visually you would identify that, but thank you for yeah, clarifying. Yeah. They are uh, the some other mechanisms. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Good. Yeah, yeah I like it. So, so like a unit can ride <laughs> inside <laughs> of yeah. this? Yes. And then they yeah. disembark yeah. as like, for the majority of you, like a, a tactical squad coming out of a rhino. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. really it's, cool. it's, it's a captain and his crew. Yeah. Right. Which is freaking awesome. That is really cool. So then is the each unit their champion, so to speak, or their uh, their, their leader of their unit would be the captain? Yeah, the, the, yeah the, so the, the, each, each boat has got, got a captain on it, and it's, it's his responsibility to, to bring wealth to that crew. Um, however he goes about that and that could be like say through mercenary action could be through protecting people smuggling uh, smuggling all that kind of stuff yeah that's awesome so then I would assume that we can expect to see battalions and then the nested battalions where you could take the uh, with yep. the Sylvaneth you have your Wargrove and then you could yep. have your different core yep. exactly. I love that as a gamer I really really like the depth of um, so each uh, each of those uh, the six of those one for each Skyport so Barracks are Barracks Ziflin etc etc um, and they all their special rules their battle trait uh, is, is the Caradron Code so you essentially oh. get an amendment a footnote and an article and you can pick freely between nice. any of those so there's six footnotes six amendments and six articles and yeah. you go I'm going to have this special rule. So you, you literally you, you get to design and choose yeah, your own Skyport, yeah. your own oh. set of special rules for, for each for each That's those things. Really That's really cool. So you get so you write your own contract, so to speak. You write your own contract. Yeah, sure. yeah. You've got your own one. It's exactly yeah. that. If you were like a chapter tactics as an analog for people out there, you could take. I want part part ultramarines, part white scars, yeah. part raven guard. What, I'm just clearly that would yeah, that, yeah. kind of a good analog, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. So what we yeah to carry the space marine analogy on, we've kind of detailed six chapters, if you will. Yeah. And then also giving you rules to make your own. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, that's brilliant. That's kind of what the space marines do, anyways. Is they can uh, interpret the codex, codex of Stardust. Right? Yeah, you know, they're not supposed to, but they do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like totally. And I, I always thought that was one of the most genius things Games Workshop ever did was allowing the player to customize. Like, there's a thousand chapters. We're going to tell you about like five, and then there's 995 others. Yeah, go Feel crazy free to make your own. and yeah. make your. Yeah, own. Yeah. I always thought that yeah. was the coolest. It's, it's just thing. so cool to, to the Caradron Overlords, though. It's just the. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Is it's about yeah. the code yeah. and actually yeah. how how different uh, captains and different uh, ports kind of like interpret yeah. that to their own to their own purposes to their own kind of you know character really. Yeah. So yeah. if you decide you want to be played Barrack Nar, which is one of the, the sky ports that we detail, so they're the the purple and cream ones that are. are, are You've seen online. That's all the poster uh, boys, aren't they? They're the yeah. poster boys, yeah. Their code is set, so the article and the footnote, etc., is set. You get an extra little rule on there, um, and that's that's how you go off and you play. Uh, but if you want to make up your own, from it might be a subset of Barrack Nar, it might be somewhere completely new, um, then you're free to pick out whatever pieces of code uh, you want to form your army special rule. That's exciting. That's, that's very really, cool. Yeah. Really exciting. That's very cool. Yeah. And they've still got all the 
uh, artifacts of power, etc., etc. Uh, great Endrin work, so you can give your ships <coughs> names, um, so they do different things. Oh, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible to have you know, your entire force is basically skyborne as yes. it comes in. They're either actually flying yep. with, with the, the balloons or, or the they're actually embarked yeah, within yeah. the ships yeah. as they come in or they're piloting the little escort. That's note, really cool. Note, they're not balloons. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you, you didn't see the, you know, obviously, it's not very, not very good in a, no, a podcast, anything like the little inverted um, commas. Also, worthy of note is uh, if you like shooting, you're really going to like this army. It's, mm. yeah. Tell me more. There's a lot of guns. My, yeah. my free people's army has got, could use more guns. Yeah. No, it's funny because I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm envisioning a completely original character that I just made up right now, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah. He's going to fly on a boat called the Black Pearl. Yeah. And he's going to have the Pirate's Code, just for you, Ben. Mm. Completely unrelated to uh, the Dwarf. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else uh, might have had that same idea as, as I just did, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really, really cool. And uh, I really like the mechanics that you guys are describing. Um, uh, anything else you'd like to talk about besides obviously being able to go like fully mechanized, so to speak, which is a first for uh, Age of Sigmar, is definitely making the aesthetic very unique. Um, no more, no other transported armies. Um, anything else about the, the Caradron Overlords you think is worth mentioning here? I think the, the battle tome itself is really interesting because um, there's an awful lot of uh, brand new background in there <coughs> and, a, and, a, and a load of awesome new art as well. Some yeah. of it is, is literally mind-blowing. Yeah, it's jaw-dropping. But um, the other thing we've done in this battle tome, which we haven't done yet, is there's a load of hobby content in there as well, like painting guys, how to, how to paint the sky ports, um, even converting stuff as well, the, the old kit-bashing stuff. And so there's a wealth of extra content in there that we haven't done in some of the other books. <coughs> yeah, so really ways to, to kitbash your artifacts of power, um, how you can paint some of your guys up to represent different artifacts of power that are in the book. And there's also a, um, uh, a tactic section. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so, um, with them being such a, a completely different army to, to Age of Sigma, um, there's a couple of little hints and tips there to get to get people started. You know, different ways you can deploy your fleet, um, different <coughs> builds you can go depending on, on which route you want to take um, with your with your skyport. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of taking the. Yeah. The Sylvaneth Battle Tome was the first one with all the Illusions abilities yeah. in, and then we've rolled that <coughs> into Disciples of Zinch and, and Stormcast, and then coming in with, with Blades of Corn as well. But the Caradron Overlord book definitely. And there were some War Scroll cards coming out at the same another, time. Yeah, with War Scroll cards with yeah, uh, all the tokens again, um, just like we've done with the Stormcast it, it book. It kind of feels like we've amped up all the different bits of the hobby yeah. in the book. We've got the background and the art and, and the, the and battle the plans, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. And the hobby and the stuff like the, the tactics section as well. If, yeah. It's just like we engage more with the gaming side of it as well. Yeah. The uh, tactics thing is going to be huge, especially for new people getting into Age of Sigmar. They can just pick up the book and then, oh, here's some ways that you can play the army. That's Particularly yeah. something that is yeah. so brand new. Yeah. That's, exactly different. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's, um, uh, there's some cool little nuggets that, you know, yeah tournament players will, will get a kick out of um, but it's really there for you've picked this army up brand new where do, you, where do you start you know I've got boats and I've got transports what on earth yeah. uh, and it gives you a little it holds your hand through that first couple of games that's great yeah. that's which, is, which is great because like an army like the Sylvaneth which plays very unique play style yeah. like sometimes yeah. I'm starting with one guy on the table right like it's very different so I think that's a great idea like you said Frankie it helps someone to go like how do I play this so I don't yeah. just get clomped yeah. and then go I don't like this you know mm -hmm. like here you go no this is the intent so uh, and then from there they can use their own creativity to come up with their own tactics which yeah, is exactly. you can get a perfect <clears throat> I think you can get we worked it out 
Pete works out, didn't he? You can get a perfect uh, thousand point Vanguard army all in one boat. Yeah. <laughs> so you can no start, you can yeah, start yeah, with yeah, one, yeah. one model oh, on the great. table. One boat. But it's full, of, it's full of maniacs with, full, full with of, steam powered guns. Uh, yes, yeah. that's amazing. Um, so, what about the models? The, the models are brilliant. They're making a big splash. Everyone mm. seems to be reacting very positively to them. Um, have we seen everything? And what we've seen so far as at the time of this recording is uh, basically the, the crew. The non-balloon <coughs> backpack gentlemen, and then the, the, I think there's three three airships we've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've got the the ironclad, which is the big boat, the frigate, which is the medium boat, and then you've got the Grunderstuck gun hauler, uh, which is kind of like the the small gunboat. Yes, um, the the Grunderstuck guys are there as um, kind of insurance. Yeah. So there's there's several other characters as well, aren't there? There's the uh, there's the named character as well. Brock Gunderson, Lord Magnate of Barracknar. That's a title, isn't it? That is, that is a title. Yeah. He's got a top hat and he's got guns from a stash. All right. Um, Get out of here. No, <laughs> not even yeah, kidding. Not even kidding. Angry. Not even kidding. <laughs> I don't think you can see any flesh on any of the models. No, there is, not a, there is not an ounce of flesh, although there is a, a wonderful picture. Uh, which I think we've shown, haven't we? Which we have shown. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. The, the, the Essentially the caradron in front of the... The chamber. Suiting up. Uh, no, we haven't. We haven't seen that. That hasn't floated our way yet. Now, how big are the ships in comparison? Yeah. to like um, forty k big. big. Oh wow! So this is the the picture I'm talking about. So you've got the caradron. Uh, so no. you can see his back. <laughs> you can see how scarred and blistered it is. No, a bit quite. Probably a bit bigger than a land. Capturing ether gold. It's actually really dangerous, and and they die doing it. So this is an ether chemist. That is such a cool picture. It's like an NBC suit, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me when StarCraft Two came out. And he's getting suited yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Um, really cool. That's really, really cool. Do they have any, uh, like, monster-sized units, or are the ships the The, the ships are... So, okay. yeah. um, the big ironclad that you've seen, that's on the 170mm uh, night base, to give it a bit of scale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the hull of it nice. itself is probably yay big. Those are big. It is yeah. ginormous. So, long, longer than a land raider. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, Wow, that's big really ship. cool. God, that's going to be a really cool looking army on the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we hope so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it is. It's super that's cool. Too observation it's, on yeah. my part. Uh, it's super cool and it's super well, unique. It's not something you see in Age of Sigma. Uh, I think that's the most yeah. exciting thing about them is yeah. the way that they play, the way that they look, and their background is completely new to Age of Sigma. Yeah, yeah. And that's the. That's the thing, it, what you just said there is it hits the nail on the head because we can't wait to see what the customers do with them. Yeah. Because, you know, you imagine coming to Adepticon next year and in the tournament, and yeah, hopefully people have painted up. Yeah. Caradron Overlords Armies. Caradron Overlords, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be, it's, you know, with all the, all, the, all the crazy high fantasy in, in Age of Sigma, you've got the Sylvaneth and uh, all those things together, it's going to look incredible, I hope. So. It's definitely putting a, a stamp on Age of Sigma, like this is a unique yeah. game. Whereas Fantasy was sort of a Tolkien-esque, more, I guess, uh, generic fantasy setting. But at the time, and the game was, what, 36 years ago? Yeah, it was yeah, cutting yeah, edge yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah. The could, could not agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. things um, have changed. Age of Sigma, especially with the, the Caradron, uh, really show the, the direction that Age of Sigma is going in. Yeah. Uh, and it's sense. important to note the miniatures, is, you know, this is what come from the, the miniatures department, yeah. the designers. Yeah. They, those guys are incredible and they, they come up with this stuff and they give it to us and we go, holy crap, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And we get to go away and write some stories yeah. and, and, and rules about it the, and it's just... But the, the mind boggles to know what, they come up with, what they're going to come up with next. Yeah. Really. It does, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it an, does. it's an absolute joy and, and again, there are no, there are no limitations. It's, no. it's, it's whatever, whatever comes out of their fevered imaginations. Yeah. And, and Martin and Ollie, the guys who did most of the designing work, were so, uh, so helpful with it all. Uh, 
talking through with me and Jeremy about what was going on in their heads while yeah. they were sculpting these models, um, which meant we can get so much of that great, cool stuff into the book. Yeah, that's Jeremy Vito, correct? Sorry, Jeremy Vito. The, the background. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? That helps yeah. a lot when yeah. you talk to the actual yeah. designer. Yeah, it really does. Designed the model and what he was thinking yeah. while making it. So. Yeah, yeah. It means that when we write the background, it all meshes really yeah, nicely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's super cool. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jeremy Vitok was from the American White Dwarf staff, like from years and years ago, and he yeah, transplanted he's, over. Yeah, he's been with us for, for uh, he won't thank me for saying it, for a little while. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's done all sorts of things. Uh, Good for him. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a, tr a true veteran and a superstar. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a, uh, an aside, but when, when Frankie and I were lucky enough to come over and hang out with you guys at Warhammer World, you really get a sense that Games Workshop is a company that definitely hires and promotes from within. People can rise up from like the lowliest of positions into doing something really cool. <coughs> yeah, and it, you really get a feel that people like, like you had the wall of employees where it's like this is people who've been here for X amount of time, and like there's the ten year people, and they're like yeah. the rookies. They're like the yeah. fresh. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. ten years at any other company at this day and age is like crazy. Like it doesn't really happen. And like those are the forty year, you know, yeah. people yeah. with the company. You're like holy crap. It, it was cool. It really gave a sense of like this is a company that cares about the people that work for the company. Yeah, there's yeah. also opportunities to kind of like move sideways and, and you know try try out different things. Yeah, it's um yeah it's, it's I have to pinch myself sometimes because I come to work and uh, and they're sitting across from me is Jervis Johnson or, yeah. or, or I bump into Jess Goodwin in the bar and he'll go oh hi Jess and, yeah. uh, and I'll pinch myself and go Jess Goodwin saying hello to me. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's for us it's the same feeling sitting here talking to you guys because I've followed you guys' careers since I was a kid you know and like when you were at White Dwarf for yeah, a very long yeah. period of time, yeah, and it's like, uh, played some of your codexes from 5th, 4th edition, oh, Robin, yeah. and uh, it's really cool to sit here and talk with you guys, but yeah, to be there at the epicenter <clears throat> where everything is happening must be really cool. I know exactly what you mean, because yeah. I'm in exactly the same position, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I hate working. People who know me from, from doing things like Bad Dice, and obviously I've played tournaments and, and Warhammer for 25 years um, I'm exactly the same you know yeah. grew up looking yeah, at battle it. reports that Jervis and, and the guys did Andy Chambers um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah get a job in the studio and like you say you're sat next to Jervis and you're like oh my god uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that's it it's crazy it's an old fan girl yeah, yeah basically absolutely 100% he's uh, the I've nicest guy you'll ever he meet is, yeah. he, he is absolutely a nice, all of you guys were so nice when we got to go talking with you, you guys like every single person was nice and uh, open-minded to, to, to sharing ideas with us and say it was really super cool like super cool you guys are all really really good guys I'll stop <laughs> so uh, anything else uh, about the uh, Caradron overlords that you guys want to touch on I mean I don't know if you guys can even answer this question if you can't no big deal but are we going to be seeing more models on the horizon for these uh, uh, the few uh, we're always working on stuff for the future I think I think we've shown everything for the, that's in the book I think everything that's in the book uh, <coughs> has been shown on the community site um, and is all out in the next month or so um, but the miniatures guys are always making new stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah. so yeah we'll so see who knows? Yeah. buy lots of them so yeah. that they make more preferably from us at Frontline yeah. Gaming <laughs> no that's so cool hey everybody that concludes the first part of this interview I sure hope you enjoyed it because we certainly enjoyed recording it we have some more awesome information on the way, but we have to be patient because we can't share it just yet. But trust me, you're going to want to hear it because there's some pretty exciting stuff on the way. Thanks. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a comment.